Welcome to Don't Be an Idiot. It's the, yeah, let's just save that later for later. It's got a, a bag of games that we're going to pick from. Um, yo, thanks for joining us. It's the podcast that explores the origin stories of common phrases and idioms. We got a couple of good ones for you today. You don't know what I got. Actually, yeah, I don't know because I don't know what I would pick for today. I know what Ryan's got. He left his computer open. Oops, I did. But I didn't focus my eyes. That's true. Listen, we got some complaints about our episode 60. <laughs> we, um, you know, since episode 10, we've been doing the Hat of Doom where we, we drink um, 10 shots and there's usually an egg involved, like a, a glass with an egg in it. And then there got to be more eggs for right. a while. And listen, we didn't do it for episode 60 for, for a couple of reasons. We wanted to see if you would <laughs> notice that we didn't do it. One, we just wanted to see if you would notice. Two... Uh, we were both very sick. Well, I was getting over being very sick. Albert was starting to feel very sick. I'm always kind of sick. Yeah, Albert's got this thing where he's like perpetually kind of sick. I think it's mental. And we're like, you know what? Maybe no one will even notice. But people noticed. But they did. Kinda. So so listen, once episode 70 happens, we're going to go hard on the eggs. Yeah, so the most eggs we've done so far... Did we, did we do... Five. I can't remember if we did five. I think the max we've ever done is four. Yeah. But we'll we'll do five for you. No, hold on. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) We don't need to make a promise that we're going to do five eggs. Well, if we feel like it. If we listen, we're just going to have a hat of doom for episode seventy. There's going to be an egg involved, and uh, this we promise you. And we we're going to bring back the actual hat because there used to be a hat. Yeah, and back, then, then I kept forgetting to bring the hat. The hat of doom. So we're going to bring it back. Real deal. The real hat. Some amount of eggs. Uh-huh. And uh, and you're going to be thrilled. People are going to love it. And they're going to be like, this is the don't be an idiom that I know yeah. and remember. Now, we'd like to see as many emails about, thank you for bringing back the hat. <laughs> well, we have to do it first. But I'm just saying, we. this is not a, this is not a, f- a free ticket to ride. No, no, no. We the, you gotta complimentary earn it. emails is what I need. We don't need just criticism emails. Like, yeah. hey, where's the eggs? You could also say, hey, thank you for drinking eggs for us. Exactly. Although it is fun. It's fun to read anything from y'all. It's <laughs> that's true. So compliments or criticisms, whatever you want. It's just it's just nice to hear from you. As long as it starts with a C. What does that mean? Compliments, criticisms, criticisms. uh huh, critters, critters, creepy crawlers, Captain Crunch. That's right. And he should have been, what was it, Admiral Crunch? Admiral Crunch, I forget. Um, last episode was a, a Dubia Monster episode. If you haven't listened go to that yet, out. go back and check that out. It's called Galactic Monk. We cover the Habiyas, uh, which have a, a you know a, an interesting background, and also the Wendigo, which is a big one. It's a classic. That's a big check mark. getting the win- yeah. Wendigo or Windigo. Right. What I've learned. We like the big guys, and we got little guys, and we like a, we like a mix. There's a mix. Uh, so go back and listen to that if you haven't. Albert and I started watching the Kids in the Hall Amazon oh show. Oh my god, yes, they're back. Listen, people, if you if you were a Kids in the Hall fan in the '90s, you gotta go to you gotta go on Amazon and watch their new show. It's amazing. I not to quote myself here but me and Ryan started watching it last night mm-hmm. and after the first episode or like after the intro I, I turned to him and I said 
the fact that this exists makes me feel like maybe I do belong on this planet. You did say that. I And I can't express this enough. Like, it is a miracle that it's there. And then the, the way it's executed, it's like mm-hmm. they have really launched themselves into, like... What what kids in the hall would be if it happened now, yeah. which which is what it is. But right. you know, like the fact that because you know, like reboots and things like that, a lot they don't of always times, work. They don't always work, or they try to rely too much on old characters. They do have the old characters, but they make it work. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, and seeing them so old is really funny. And they lean into that hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> they definitely play on how gross it is to get old. Right. It 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 is gross to get hard. Wait, Jesus. <laughs> I think oh. we can all agree with that, right, ladies? <laughs> so weird. It is gross to get old. <laughs> it I, is. I really, I don't like it one bit. Well, when it happens gradually, it's not so bad. But all at once, because like yeah. what? When when did they stop? And then was it still the 90s? Was it the 2000s? 90s. Yeah, no, like, yeah, mid, mid-90s, I think. 30 years. That's so why all your aging all at once? I mean, even if we look back to 2017 when we started this podcast, we've aged quite a bit since then. Hey, you know what? That's something else we should bring up is the fact that you can now watch our. We almost made a TV show, right? We almost made a television series with a a prominent network, American. Yeah, we don't network. know if we're allowed to say it. Probably not. And uh, anyway, they they bought our idea with our good friend Tommy Avaloni as executive producer who um, who's like a documentary filmmaker and like we pitched it they bought it and we made it's kind of like a pilot it's called a presentation or a sizzle right or sizzle is more like a like a trailer I think a sizzle is more of a trailer this is was oh, a is presentation it, this was this was like a, sh- a shortened version of a of a first episode like a pilot yeah 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 kind of like a pilot and so the, the, the concept, because I don't think we've ever talked about it, yeah. was that Albert and I were teachers at a public school yeah. together. And after the school day ended, we would use one of our classrooms as where we would we do our podcast, where we would record our podcast. Yeah. Don't be an idiom. Yeah. And so we it was the same structure where we'd each guess an idiom and yeah. we'd each present an origin story. But we had different animators one animator right. did the uh, guess and one a different animator did the um, the origin story. Yeah. And then in between there was, what? What did they call Man in the Street stuff? Oh, yeah. We did a little bit of like, uh, you, we would go up to people and be like, hey, do you know what this idiom means sort of thing? Yeah. And scripted skits. Yes. Right? Because we had like actors there. Oh, that's there. right. There was also, that's right. We remember that, that I forget her name now, but the girl that played the... Uh, uh, principal, yeah, she was we, great, and we had a, a like a younger a young girl play um, like a student in the school. Oh right, so she we, was. They're awesome. actually hired actors on this thing. It yeah. was crazy. It was really cool. It did not get picked up. It didn't get picked up. The but pinch I, of failure lasted a very long time. It still <laughs> it still rears up and pinches me at some some of my lower emotional times right like when you're feeling like shit and you're like oh wait i also failed real big back then but i'll tell you what i we definitely gave it our all i we mean did, yeah. there is nothing else we could have done um and it was such a great experience like you know leading up to it was a lot of work but then that weekend in brooklyn where they, they you know, put we, us we in filmed this, it at a school in queens yeah yeah, yeah. and it was cool. uh, what a fun experience would have been would have been cool but probably would have ruined the 
It would have ruined the, the podcast. The heart of the podcast. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we would have been able to have the podcast. I, I right, that's a good. That's a good point too. But anyway, if you want to watch, go check we, it out. We released a three minute clip. Um, I think it's um, it's uh, oh, I, on it's YouTube, the right. Yeah, well, it's on YouTube. I think if you if you type in "Don't be an idiom," knock on wood, it yeah. should come up. And uh, basically, like it's it's me presenting to Albert. Knock on wood, he guesses, and then I give the origin yeah. story. And so, I don't know, it's pretty, it's pretty neat, but uh, check it out. Go see what we look like five <laughs> years ago. It's a, it's a kind of a shocking change. <laughs> and uh, also, go see what we look like as cartoons, because that's so cool. That's like, The great, fact that yeah. we got to be animated is such a yeah, we're animated. lifelong dream, really. Yeah, we're animated for part of the uh, credits, I think. Yeah. Um, good memory. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I think it's... We're, we're, we're going to release more clips from it, I think. Good memory. I'll tell you what no the one's whole ever thing... Said that. There are a lot of cooks in the kitchen with this. That's... I think that's why it didn't Yeah. Work. We had like a production team, but there was also like me and Albert and, and our executive producer, Tommy. And then there was also the network. Oh, and so like network. Every, everyone had ideas about what they wanted the show to look like. And so then it just kind of looked like a Frankenstein of a show. Like oh, yeah. all these different ideas. It even ends with a, a mumbo jumbo song, right? A oh, knock on wood mumbo right, jumbo right. Ryan song. Plays out, and then I'm dressed as mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it is something else. Um, the network fly funny. home from Barcelona secretly. Like I like couldn't yeah. tell anyone I worked with or my school obviously that I, I might potentially leave for right. a, a time. Like I might have a television show. I might, I might have forever. to leave mid year, and so I had to like leave for a weekend, film, come back. I was already starting to call people um, little people in my head, <laughs> you know. <laughs> man, when you see those contracts, yeah, ooh, I'll tell you what—they look good. They looked good. <laughs> Mom would have got you a nice house. <laughs> oh well, at least now we can continue <clears throat> renting. Yeah, which is fun because it's like a—it never ends. I prefer to to panic paycheck to paycheck. To be honest, yeah, I enjoy this existence. It does of, make you feel alive. Of every pay, like every day, right before my paycheck, being like, "Oh my god, I need this so yeah. bad, <laughs> or I'm not gonna make it." I hope it's not and delayed it. in any way. <laughs> That's gonna really uh, fuck like, shit up for me <laughs> yeah. in a lot of weird ways. Yeah, well, you could always steal from Shell. Okay, I could steal from <laughs> you too. You can steal from me. Uh, I also wanted to promote something. Uh, so I used to have a band called the Bailey Hounds. Oh, it was kind of like memory. A, like um, I don't know, like folky, Neil Youngy. There's some rock. There's a lot of like gothic lyrics and stuff. But anyway, it's a little ghoulish. Um, we're playing a show at the Laurel Hill Cemetery in Philadelphia on June 11th, and um, it'd be great to have some people there. So, uh, it's a really cool venue because we're playing outside yeah. amongst the graves, and yeah. and it's basically just like treated like a park. You can bring your own beers and and bring your own seats. But Albert will be there too, and he can hand out. Wooden nickels. I will hand out wooden nickels, but the most important thing for everyone to know is that Albert will be there. No matter what, Albert deserves to be there. You hear that? He deserves um, it. Because, you know, I got dibs. So remember when we were, um, I feel like I even helped come up with the name Bailey uh, Hounds. Remember it was yeah. me, you and Roger sitting around at DJ Wellhands, possibly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And we were, I remember my friend at work makes homemade Baileys. And yeah. I feel like that was part of the reason we were throwing Whoa. all these, we were throwing all I these names that. around. And I feel like that helped get to the. Interesting. Yeah. Not I that remember. I'm trying to take full credit. No, I'm but just, I do remember that. We were in a booth, right? And Roger We were in was a booth. Um, wow, Albert. Thank you for doing that. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, the <laughs> Laurel Hill Cemetery presents the Bailey Hounds with name invention by Albert. He gets all the money. <clears throat> um, so yeah. Anyway, if you're interested, it's a Saturday. Hopefully, it'll be a beautiful night. Come out to Laurel Hill Cemetery. Listen to some music. Drink some drinks. It's great, honestly. Do they charge for that show? It's fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's not bad though. But a lot of it goes to the cemetery. Yeah. And um, a lot of it will go to you for for all of the work that you did. Yeah. Helping out with the band name. Uh, but definitely, it, it's such a nice thing. You know, bring your blankets, bring a little chair. Yeah, bring your blankets. You could bring some wines. Oh, uh, you could bring the vinos. Yeah. Or food, whatever. What it's going to be great. My, my parents go. They bring like cheeses and you oh, know, yeah, I'm grapes. Sitting, I'm definitely sitting next gotta, to them. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of snacks near them. <laughs> All right, so you got a game for us today. We're gonna we're gonna play a game to okay. see who goes first, and then we're going to regale you with tales of idiom history. All right, we're gonna play I know trivia for your eyes. Okay. 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 For example, it'll. Am I gonna choose which one I want to show you? If you or? want, I would. You know, or should it be random? Random, probably, random. probably seems more yeah, fair. Yeah, random's fair, yeah. So it just it's an image and it'll say like if it's a, a product or a company or a country uh, okay. or a, a food or whatever. So, All right, cool. Well, so just trying to recognize the images. All right, All right so you can go first. Right. Um, oh my God, this is easy. Eggplant. Yeah, okay, eggplant. so it's eggplant. Ding, ding, ding. All right. All right, and you've got a friend in, oh, come on. A world landmark. Okay, Eiffel Tower. Oh, 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 uh, oh, wait a second. Okay. <laughs> um, this isn't my guess. Uh, I wanted to say marmoset, but it's not that. Uh, it's a marmoset. It's a lemur. Lemur. All right, but I think I should have to go. And if Definitely. I get it right. Definitely. Okay. An author. Uh, J.K. Rowling. Damn it. He reads <laughs> Harry Potter. It's not fair. All right, Ryan wins. <laughs> All right. All right. So to to introduce you to which idiom I'm gonna do, I'm actually gonna give you a gift. I bought this for your birthday, and then I was like, Aww. "Wait a second, wait a second, I can use this for the show." So this is a belated birthday gift that also has something to do with the idiom we're gonna do today. I love it. I didn't get you anything. I know it's not my birthday. I do remember this bag though. This bag has seen some miles. Uh huh. That's <laughs> the only thing I could find. Well, you know what? It's nice because it's like leather straps. It's like, very reusable. Well, well, well. This is a glass uh -huh. with an interesting shape, small yep. at the bottom and wide at the top, and it says egg in your beer. Egg in your beer. That's my idiom. Egg in your beer? It's a phrase. Okay. So, All right. I haven't heard it. It reminds me of. Go ahead, you go. Well, well, no, what does it remind you of? Egg on your face. Oh, okay. It doesn't mean egg on your face. Okay, then I'm not going to guess that. All right. I'm going to drink out of this thing. Uh, yeah, man, that definitely needs to have a beer. Oh, that's a nice sound. <laughs> that is a real beer pour, not some sort of digital <laughs> bullshit like the other guys. <laughs> we do re real beer pours around here. So I saw this glass and I was like, I want to get it's this beautiful. for Albert. This is amazing. Because we, we do talk about eggs a lot, And I we feel drink like. eggs. Yeah, we drink eggs. And I was like, oh, that'll be funny. And then so when I was buying, I was at this, the antique store in Haddon Heights. And so I was buying it. And I'm like, hey, do, do you know, like, I, what does this mean, egg in your beer? Yeah. Is this like a, a reference to something? Was that me or you? I'm not moving. Shit, I think I keep hitting the mic. 
So then I asked the uh, lady I was buying it from, I was like, what do you know about this? And she's like, I don't know. I think people used to drink eggs in their beer. I'm like, hmm. well, okay, maybe. And she's like, I don't know. And so then I researched it. And the first thing that came up was that it's an idiom. Okay. And I was like, hot damn, I'm going to do this one. Okay. Egg in your beer. So do you have any idea what what it means? Okay. I. Oh, what it means? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I'm starting. It makes me think of a possible... I might I might be jumping the gun here for an yeah. origin, but because of what I'm thinking for the origin, does an egg in your beer mean? I'm gonna give you an egg in your beer. I could see it being like a bad surprise. Hmm. Okay, bad surprise. It's almost the opposite of that. It's like a bonus, something for nothing. It's often used like this. What do you want? Egg in your beer? Like and that's you want a good some, thing. <laughs> you want something extra. Exactly. That's why it's kind of weird for us. Like weird. too much of a good thing. Like, well, wait, you also want this? Like you've got a beer and you're complaining about it because it's maybe, it's like warm. Wait, so, you want an egg in that beer? What, do you want an egg in your beer? Okay. So it's like a bonus. Yeah. Okay. Because something, now if you so, would have said an egg on your burger, because right. I know that's like the, the, that's the, the, the brunch crowd likes to do that, but I, I, I don't think it really does much for me. No, no. I don't no. need an egg on my burger. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you want to take a, a guess as to where this comes from? All right. So How egg in your beer came to mean like a bonus, something for nothing. You want something extra good when you don't even really deserve it probably. Okay, an egg in your beer as a bonus. All right, let me think about this for a sec. Before I guess, yeah. does it seem to be used like... Like a like you said, like what do you want? An egg in your beer? Like like kind of like a what do you expect? Yeah, often You're I think when people something when you've you've asked like for something negative. or you get something and then you kind of complain about it. So okay, so there's like a negative y yeah. connotation, right? Right. It's yeah. not like oh yay, I got an egg in my beer. Yeah, it's okay, more okay, like okay. when you're criticizing someone for not being appreciative for what they've gotten. Okay. All right. All right. So. It feels like, it feels like Ireland. Okay, is where this is coming from. Okay, because I could see the Irish thinking, doing that. Why don't I put an egg in that beer, mm. like in a Guinness or something? You yeah, know? I could see it that. Seemed, seemed like it'd be good. An egg in a Guinness wouldn't be bad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so sheep are big in Ireland, right? Um, yeah, I like imagine. A, like a, like a, like a sheep roaming the hills, right? Sure, yeah. I think in Scotland there might be more oh, sheep, shit. but there's surely... There's probably some sheep in, in Ireland. Surely there's sheep. So, they're at, at O'Malley's Pub in Ireland. Yeah. Um, not not in Dublin. Like, this is out in the Outside. Out, outskirts. Okay. Like kind of more... Sure, like in the west, on the west coast. Yeah, yeah. Or, or in the middle. Where the fields are. The okay. rolling fields of green. Yeah. Right. Also, did you know? Did you know that those it, used to be a forest? Yeah, you were sent. Tell me, tell the world how fucked up. This well, shit hold is. on. I I I I know this because I've been listening to the Blind Boy podcast. Right, right. Who my friend Jimmy introduced me to, and he's he's a you know he's very famous in Ireland, but and and probably probably everywhere now to a degree. But I learned that it used to be like basically almost like rainforest out there in Ireland. That's crazy. And then the English just raised it so they could just like take all the resources. Mm -hmm. And they also, you know, people were hiding out, you know, trying to escape the English brutality and, you know, the English forces. And they would just kind of like 
chop down all the trees and get rid of it and steal it. And so now it's just like, you know, we associate Ireland with those green rolling hills, but actually they used to be covered in trees. That's that is a tasty fact. It's it's sad, but <laughs> it's I bullshit. I don't think that's well known. No, I don't that's, think so either. That's crazy. I, I learned that from Blind Boy on Blind Boy's podcast. And we are friends now. Who, we're not friends, but we seems should, like we should all listen to him. He's yeah. really amazing. But um, okay, so all right, so we're in, so we're we're in a rural in county rural, in Ireland yep. at O'Malley's, at O'Malley's, O'Malley's pub. pub. Yeah. Okay, um, and uh, because there's a lot of sheep farmers out there, sure, uh, sheep herders that uh, every year they do the best sheep competition at, uh, at O'Malley's, uh-huh, right? Yeah. And it's hosted by the bar and then what they have, you, you bring your best sheep in and there's always a there's always a um, secret prize. Yeah, And yeah. everyone loves, like, it's like, what is it gonna be, What's it gonna right? be, yeah. So, um, Jimmy. Is this just because I just said Jimmy? Jimmy McGlone. <laughs> McGlone. <laughs> what? Is McGlone a name? Well, last McGlone's name? used to be the name of um, hmm. McGlone's was the old name of uh, Maryfields. Oh, really? McGlone's? And it feels like it, it was McGlone's. Actually, when I was born, my family was just telling the story. When I was born, they were all hanging out at McGlone's, uh, waiting for me to come home from the hospital, including my 16 year old Uncle Harry. I love it. Okay, so Jimmy McGlone. So Jimmy McGlone, um, he he was a young but ambitious sheep. Sheep uh-huh. herder, sure. Okay, and he thought that his boy Black Bart was going to really be the <laughs> big Bart. sheep of yeah, the I'd year. Like to see you him. Know? Mm-hmm. He was her, but in woolly, right. <laughs> he was a big wool boy. Yeah. So he was like, "This is a lock. I got this." Yeah. You know, it's a whole day of festivities. Sure. There's, you know, drinking and food and yeah. m- so- music. Yeah, they're just great. They're 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 having a great time and great. no kids. Oh, thank God. <laughs> No kids allowed. Well, unless they're working, they were, they were like, <laughs> they <laughs> what could year come. Is this, they could by come the if way. they could work. Eighteen uh, something. I'm thinking it's like they had like gas or 19 lights. Nineteen something. Maybe. Okay. Maybe yeah, yeah. gas lights. All right. Yeah. Maybe yeah, candles. Sure. Candles. Okay. Now let's do gas lights. Gas lights. Right. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, so Jimmy McGlone, he's 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 he he's looking at the competition and he's like, look, these these sheep aren't even. Don't even try. I can't. I can't remember what a uh, Irish don't try accent an Irish accent. Like. <laughs> They're impossible. Uh, so what does he say? He, he's just he's like, like, look. He's like, I got it. It's a lock. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't try. Oh come on, man! I need to be able to do something. All right. So, long story short, they they have the podium, and he wins. Yeah. Big Black Bart nice. is the winner of oh, the day. Right. Shit. And then Jimmy McGlone. Tom O'Malley comes out and he's like, oh, fuck. oh, you're ready for your secret prize. That's Australian, dude. That's bad Australian. <laughs> okay. They're all drunk though. They don't, they don't, they're forgetting their accents. Okay. And, and you know, Jimmy O'Malley's like, damn right. Let's see it. Yeah. And he, it's this like wooden box kind of thing. And uh-huh. then he lifts it. Yeah. And it's a Guinness. Nice. And Classic. he's like, would you just look at it? It's yeah. a beautiful Guinness. And then Jimmy, beautiful pint. Jimmy McGlone's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He's like, I could have fucking come here and bought that for like, you know, a dollar. <laughs> One American dollar. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't have to waste all my time fattening up Black yeah, Bart. Right. And so Tom is like, well, what do you want? What? No, no, I was... Yeah. An egg in your beer, right? Yeah. And then they're like, get him, boys! And everyone just eggs the shit out of 
Oh, Jimmy McGlone. With the eggs. With the eggs. Because he wanted too much. He wanted too much. So then he ran out of there and he left Black Bart. Yeah. Who became like a staple around the uh, bar. Oh. And he would, you know how like people throw peanut shells on the floor? Yeah, yeah. Well, he would eat them. He'd eat the peanuts. So yeah. they ended up changing the sign. And, yeah. uh, and <laughs> O'Malley's like had the Black Bart on the sign. I'd, eat, I'd drink at a pub called Black Bart's. Totally. Yeah. I love that everyone was very prepared to throw eggs. <laughs> well, yeah, it's and, Ireland. And, yeah. <laughs> they just got eggs in their pockets <laughs> waiting to get thrown. Well, they're farming people. Uh, you know, well, well, not, there, was, there was a lot of sheep herder people, so they're friends with the farmers. And yeah. then they're like, just bring your Easy eggs. Easy access to eggs. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Great. So that's it. No, no, no. That was, that was way off. Um, thank you for guessing, though. Okay, no problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no problem. You actually guessed correct once. I remember. I don't think I ever have. I think you have. And maybe maybe half once. I I don't know. So this expression dates from around 1940. So this would have been post gas lights, electricity. Oh, a little, a little new, huh? Kind of new. And although the practice of putting an egg in your beer is quite old, so is it for a hangover? That was um, my guess. That is one, one belief that, that, that it helps with hangovers, putting an egg in your beer. Okay. So anyway, we can kind of think about the expression itself kind of coming up around 1940. There's some evidence that it, it was uh, used in the late 30s. And um, there's, there's a, one dictionary from the 80s called a Dictionary of Catchphrases. And it said, usually said to be someone who is bitching or griping without justifiable cause. This Colonel Moe in the 70s said, I have heard this used only by Marines, but I strongly suspect that it was borrowed from civilians' use, which it was. Civilians did use this. Colonel Moe? Yeah, Colonel Moe. I'm thinking of <laughs> M-O-E. Moe from The Simpsons. Moe from The Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was some airplane factory English that was being... <laughs> airplane factory English. You know you know how like different like dock workers and yeah, yeah. miners and like you know, airplane yes. mechanics. They all have like, I guess their own lingo. Yeah. And they heard this, this guy who was making this American speech uh, magazine overheard in this airplane factory, someone using egg in your beer. Um, but also to mean an easy job, like, ah, that's like an egg in your beer. Like that's easy going right there. But it also means something for oh, nothing. Yeah. An so an easy job is an egg in your beer too. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like a walk in the park, like a walk in the park. Okay. Because right. um, you don't have to fry up the egg. You just drink it. You just, yeah, right. <laughs> you just drink it. And you got to wash the pan. That is easy. It's so easy. And I guess there's something called a miner's breakfast that um, this author, hmm. Mark Noon, write, writes about in Yingling, a history of America's oldest brewery. Okay. Which is kind of an interesting, Yingling's a Pennsylvania beer. It is. So that's also kind of interesting. That it's America's I, oldest brewery. I wish I liked it better. I know, me too. It's just... I, for my Uncle Mike's funeral out in Pittsburgh, um, he, he really liked Yingling, and there was a lot of Yingling out there, and so I did drink some, and I was like, it's nice drinking a Yingling for a reason, but I yeah. wish I liked it more. Yeah. Dan Larkin loves Yingling. I was just going to say that. You know who loves a Yingling? God, he just like put like 15 back in a night. I know. I'm, no, when thanks. we went to visit him in Memphis, he's like, I remember we went to that bar. <laughs> I finally found Yingling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we went to this bar where actually you were allowed to bring your own hard alcohol, uh -huh, which was right. so strange. 
but they would serve beer. And I remember he got like a pitcher and he just like turned around and he just, I felt like he drank a whole pitcher in one sip and he's like, ah, are you gonna get anything? I love Yingling. That's <laughs> exactly how he drinks. And, and you know what? He's, I've never um, believed that, like I've never wanted a Yingling more mm-hmm. than when he was selling it. Cause he, yeah. he made it seem so refreshing. Right, like it's the only beer one could possibly want. Yeah. Well, anyway, this guy, Mark Noon, wrote a whole history of, of Yingling. And in that, he talks about uh, what's called a miner's breakfast. Hmm. And this was very popular in Pennsylvania in the, I guess, like the late 1800s, where just to, you know, get to like beef up before a shift, a shift or to like, I don't know, just get some protein in your body. Miners would take a shot of whiskey and then they would mm-hmm. chug a beer that had egg yolk mixed into it. Just to okay. kind of, as like sort of like, um, what do you no. call that? A washer? What? A chaser. Chaser, Jesus, chaser, yeah. <laughs> washer. But also, Wash in, it down. in the 19th century, beer was not looked at as like the same way we look at like wine or liquor. Yeah. It was looked at almost as like a, like a, like, like I'm a soda. Gonna, like people would drink beer in the morning, like for breakfast as a way of getting some like calories or something. That's interesting. So, so apparently like before, once I think the 1900s hit, beer started to take on a much more of a, let's drink this to get drunk vibe. Yeah. Whereas in the 19th century and before it was used as just kind of like, you know, since it was made with hops and malts, it was just a way of like getting some protein. Like, I'm, I'm just eating breakfast before I go to the mine. Just got to get some nutrients via this beer. I always, you know, you, you hear about all these mine accidents and you wonder. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, maybe they're just drunk. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> hey, he's drunk on eggs. <laughs> hey, he's drunk on uh, eggs. Get him. All righty then. So it was just a yeah nutritious way to start your day. Now, this has been going on for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Even back in the 1600s, there's evidence of people cracking eggs into beer. Okay. And drinking them, so I'm thinking that maybe this is something that we do. I'm down. Know. Maybe next, maybe next episode, we'll I'll we'll I'll find another egg in your beer glass and we'll crack them in there. Let's do let's do a hungover morning episode and then we can have. Oh, one. I like that. That shouldn't be too hard to accomplish. Welcome to Don't Be a and uh, there's a, something called a posset. Have you ever heard that? P-O-S-S-E-T. I a have posset. not heard about a posset. It's something that was made in England. And uh, basically, you would take whipped eggs, cream, sugar, spices, and mix them with either like liquor or beer. Hmm. And so this was like the er- one of the earliest versions we have of people drinking beer with eggs in it. Hmm. But there would also be sugar and stuff in there. And in Macbeth, the Shakespeare play, uh, do you know the story of Macbeth? Have you watched any of the film versions? I am not very <laughs> cultured. <laughs> well, it's got nothing to do with culture. Well, I did in a One Fell Swoop. I, I, I think remember, I, yeah. that was episode like four or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I did give a little bit of the background of Macbeth. But basically, Lady Macbeth and Macbeth plan to kill the king so Macbeth can take his place. Mm. And the way they do this is they drug the king's guards with a posset. Oh, she can't resist the posset. She serves them a posset with some drugs in it yeah. that make them pass out. So the quote is, 
That which hath made them drunk hath made me bold. What hath quenched them hath given me fire. Hark, peace! It was the owl that shrieked, the fatal bellman which gives the sternness good night. He is about it. The doors are open, and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. I have drugged their possets, that death and nature do contend about them, whether they live or die. Whoa, so it might kill them. So, right. That's exactly. a strong posset right it there. It was a strong posset. Um, you know, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, it's basically like eggnog, like a proto Well, I was going to say, we were just talking about Bailey's. Homemade Bailey's has an egg in it. Yeah. And eggnog does. has egg in it. We should look up the history of Bailey's. Damn it. I wish I had thought to do this. Yeah. Um, it's the Bailey Hounds episode. Oh, yeah. Are there any dogs in Macbeth? I don't think so. Anyway. Oh, I'm uh, sure there's a dog. I'm sure there's a dog. Like a baying dog. A baying dog in, in, in the, the distance. In the distance, yeah. In the, through the foggy forest, yeah. you can hear it yeah. baying. Uh, so, yeah, next time you have an eggnog, think this isn't so dissimilar from a posset. <laughs> I think that's great. Or an egg in your beer. Anyway, uh, a lo- you know, back in Shakespeare's time. Shakespeare's. They, Shakespeare's time. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we should get shirts to say Shakespeare. I'll tell you what. If you Google that, it already exists. I'm sure. Everything exists. I'm sure. You can't do anything original. Um, but do you know how they had the four humors? Like they believed that yes. e- yeah, every human yes, body I do. had like these four Bile. liquids. Bile, yeah. It was sanguine, choleric, melancholic, and phlegmatic. Mm. And... Uh, you always needed a balance of all of your different fluids. Yes. So sometimes doctors would prescribe a egg in your beer to help balance you out if you were feeling like you had a flu or a cold. It must have been fun being a doctor back then. Because you just were like, whatever. Just like, bleed, like, cut him. Just, yeah, just bleed him. Like, yeah, shove a squid in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, put a, put a salamander up his bunghole. <laughs> right. And that would be it. That'll do it. Yeah, anyone could be a doctor back then. You just had to, like, want, want to be one. Right, and yeah. come from good stock. It, coming from good stock. If you could read, that would probably be helpful. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm <laughs> You're fucked. Yep. Um, so I don't really know necessarily like wh- how this kind of went, you know, like, I don't know, transferred into a phrase. But if people were drinking beers with eggs in it, and it's like that was a source of protein, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a way to start your day, you could see how eventually in the military, like during World War II... You know, they might say like, oh, like, you know, they get a beard. Maybe it's not chilled because they're in the middle of the, you know, wherever. Right. They're not really, they don't have access to it for some reason. And it's like, well, what do you want, an egg in your beard? Like, how great do you want your beer to be? Yeah. How many how many nutri- nutrients do you need? Just enjoy what you've got in front of you. And you could use it for anything. It doesn't have to be beer related, right? No, and I think then... You get a paper th- cut and you'd be like, oh, and then they'd be like, oh, you baby, wait, what, an egg in your beard? <laughs> yeah. Right, like just deal with it. Come on, you're fine. Or it's like if you only have doubles of the barracuda <laughs> instead of triples. <laughs> and triples of the barracuda. <laughs> uh, I noticed, I was like just looking up some stuff and I stumbled upon, have you ever watched The Wire? I have never watched The Wire. I, I watched the first season. People, and, that, and people love The Wire. When they love it, they like, it's the best. Well, in season two, I think it all revolves around a dock, like a, what's that called, like a port? Okay. And there's dock workers who drink a round of beers with eggs in them for breakfast. And Before like, it's like, work. Yeah, it's like something they're all doing. And it's, they don't even, they don't even, they barely even talk about it. They just like do it. So it must still exist 
it sounds like an unnecessarily masculine thing. Yeah. Like I drink my beer with, I drink my beer with an egg Maybe in it. it yeah. yeah. To start the day. Although I could see how, especially if you were also drinking the night before, which I'm sure the dock workers are. Yeah. You know, you could see about how it would have that that added that extra protein, like I think that does help. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but drinking the beer is funny before work. <laughs> this is one beer. No, I know. You know. It's it's cool as hell. It's cool, yeah. Well, and I think we're gonna we're gonna start doing this. Uh, I also found a case from oh, it was from 1915 in Seattle, where a judge said that an egg once cracked into a glass of beer qualified as a drink because I guess there was like a, a period of time in in Washington State where you weren't allowed to give free food in bars. And people were complaining, or, or someone noticed that's, that like they were serving eggs inside of their beers, and they're like, "Let's giving away free food." But once you do that, who would complain about giving away free food, dude? Is this like, like um pre prohibition era oh, losers? God, jeez, yeah, be like, <sighs> dude. Anyone who prohibits anything is so lame. I mean, they're either <laughs> really religious or rich, I guess, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, rich people can still do whatever yeah, they want. So they're like, like, I got to pay good money for those eggs. <laughs> yeah, right. Where's he from? Uh, <laughs> Ireland. No. <laughs> you know, that's just, fuck, man, that is some bullshit. Like, Which thing? The fact that you had to go to court yeah. to say uh, they're allowed to put an egg in their fucking beer. Yeah. Shut shut up. Yeah, shut up. Get oh, Why do you care? Do you know that they had to go to court um, to determine if a tomato was a fruit or a vegetable. You told us this on oh, an episode. Okay. Sorry, yeah. damn it. But that was interesting. I wish we knew which, which episode that was. Long ago. Uh, two other things. Uh, in Adam's Family Values, yes. Gomez feeds the baby something called a hair of the pup. And what he does... Like he, a hair is of he, the dog, right? Like a hair of the dog. But since it was for his baby, yeah. hair of the pup. And it was an egg, hot sauce, and vodka. He gives that to the baby, huh? He mixes it in a little, you know. That's great. What do you call these things? A uh, bottle. Yeah, bottle. <laughs> <laughs> a baby bottle. A baby bottle, and because uh, I guess the baby was hungover from because they had a party the night before. Right. And then um, another thing I found was that in a, I like just plug this into New York Times search engine egg in your beer just to see what would come up. I was looking for other like examples of people using it idiomatically, but found from 1945 in New York Times. A, there was a musical written called Egging Your Beer. Get out of here. And it was written by uh, two two soldiers that were stationed at Station Hospital in Northern Africa. And they uh, they were performing it all around Just <laughs> Europe those and Africa. No, there was like 30 people in the, in the performance. Was it good? And uh, it didn't seem like it was so good. They didn't even like really <laughs> say what it was about. It was kind of like a musical review. Like I guess they had like a variety of different things. But it was called Egging Your Beer. Anyway, I don't know. So I guess in during World War II, it was used a lot. Like people like to throw that around a lot. Huh. So bring it back, people. You got to talk about something. Uh, you got to talk about something. Because <laughs> you don't want to just keep being like, yeah, the war, the war. Yeah, the war, the war, the war. So anyway, uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles for egging your beer. It was a new idiom for me. I'm sure it's a new idiom for most it's of new you, for me. and uh, it's all because I found it on this glass. This interesting-looking glass. glass. We'll have to. We t- you need to take a picture. We'll show of that. the people. Yeah, they need to see that because it's it's pretty unusual. It's beautiful. Yeah. Also, if you crack an 
uh, when uh, beers were really like foggy or hazy, um, people would crack eggs in there and it would kind of make them more, it would increase the clarity. It would kind of like bring the now, sediment down. You would think that it would do the opposite. Yeah, no. You'd think the egg would fog it up. The egg goes down to the bottom of the glass, apparently. You it's the what? last thing that you drink. I really want one of these now. These eggs in your beers, you know? Boom, we got it. We got the picture, people. All right, listen, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to hear Albert's idiom. Uh, We'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Welcome back to Don't Be an Idiom. It's time to hear Albert's idiom for the night. Better be good. All right. Mine is also about beer. Oh, really? Have you got a head cheese in your beer? <laughs> head cheese? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> head um, cheese in your beer. No, uh, what, I'm, what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure we're going to get emails saying that that might not be an idiom, but uh-huh. I think it is. Okay. Uh, it's Widow's Peak. Widow's Peak. That's an idiom. I think so, too. Definitely. It's definitely on the idioms webpage. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idioms webpage. There's this one called The Idioms. It just it just lists every idiom that exists. It's got it's actually pretty decent, but you only are going to get about a little just like a sentence or two. You only going to get about like a, at most a paragraph on each. All right, a widow's peak is just the the part of your hairline, mm-hmm. uh, your forehead, that um, makes a sharp little triangle. Yep, right, kind of points it. at your your nose. Yep, the V shaped point in the hairline at the center of the forehead. Yeah, uh, it's classic. It's a classic. <laughs> I've always I've always kind of wondered about the widow's peak. Yeah, I have. I feel like I have some insight on that knowledge about the widow's peak. That's okay if you do. I'm. It's this uh, happens. Yeah, this does happen. But I will tell you this. Part of the reason that I picked it is because so we're, we ain't get any younger here, and I, I'm I think I'm starting to develop a bit of a widow's peak because of the way my because you're receding hairline. You see what I mean? It's kind In of a sense, going yeah. a little bit. I guess a little a, bit pointy. Anyone who starts getting a receding hairline, they kind of get a natural widow's peak. Well, not there. always. It yeah. always it, it not everybody. It, it's different for everyone. Well, that's true. But I was looking at some older fo- photos of myself, and I, I don't know if I had ever had like a real one, but it looks like it was a little bit deeper there. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not a nice prominent one. I definitely think of Eddie Munster from the Monsters as having the ultimate widow's peak. Yes, his was huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huge widow's peak. Uh, let me think. So now that we all know what a widow's peak is, Ryan's yeah. going to try to guess the origin of it. Right. So why would that hair be called a widow's peak? That hair you shape. You said you had some info on me already. I 
do, but I don't really know. I can't really make the connection between the hair and what I think I know. Okay. What I think I know is that that Widow's Peak has something to do with um, the the uh, the portion of a house in the Victorian age oh. where widows would go to mourn. You know, is that anything? I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I had this feeling that it was going to be this part of a building myself. Like where yeah. you're like you're like out there, but here's here's where I feel like I got my wires crossed, right? Yeah. I'm I'm like, okay, the widows go up on this <laughs> high point in the house, right? <laughs> yeah. Why, right? Right, right? But I think what my brain messed up is that I'm thinking about women who had men at sea, mm-hmm. and then they're going to wait for them. They're like waiting to look yes. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't make them widows. They're just waiting. They can right. become widows if the guy doesn't come back. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> okay. So but, I think there is something like that. But that's, but not, that's not this. what this is. Right, and that's so also not Ryan's official funny guess. It's not my official guess yeah. at all. Okay, so here's my guess. Okay, good. Uh, I, I do think that it has something to do. It feels very Victorian to me. I think you. Um, Victorian. Might. England, it seems like a widow's peak. It's just so dramatic. Um, it's it's very Quite. romantic. It seems like it's something that would be birthed from that that time period, the eighteen nineties or something. So, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to England and I'm gonna go, go to um, far away from the city. Okay, uh-huh. so one of the, the coast, a coast. Go okay, to the coast. Just a coast. Don't ask me which one. Um, the Barbary Coast. Uh, but I, I do want to say the East Coast. Uh, you don't want to say that? I do want to say the East Coast. <clears throat> okay. This, this is where a lot of M.R. James ghost stories take place, is the East Coast of England. You don't say. Yeah. And anyway, so there was a uh, some cliffs. Some cliffs that, that, uh, that uh, were very beautiful. Very beautiful to look at, and it would was very typical for people to go for a stroll. Love a cliff out there, and you know people love looking at cliffs. Nature in general, they like to listen to the waves hit the shoreline. And uh, I'll tell you what, there were a lot of husbands dying back in the eighteen nineties. Oh yeah, <clears throat> well it's because every job was deadly. Yeah, and also the syphilis was out of hand. It was out of control. Oh yeah. Everyone was getting the sif. Well, everyone was so dirty. Lots of dirt. Lots of, you know, prostitutes. And, uh... No showers. No shame either, though. No shame. That's <laughs> fine. I'm fine with that. So, on this cliff, um, you know, widows would gather to mourn the, the deaths of their syphilis-ridden husbands. Uh, even though they were like, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> How do you think he got the syphilis? Not me. He was a piece of shit. Uh, but my social status has changed drastically now that I'm a widow. Oh, definitely. You're and, cool now. Well, yeah. And you're very mysterious. Oh, yeah. Always wearing black. You got the black veil. Oh, yeah. And even if you're not necessarily mourning the death of your husband, you got to act like it for a while. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, first of all, you get to. Which right. is nice. But then also if you don't, you might like call you they call you a witch or something. It's nice to have a reason to go full goth. Full goth you know, I was gonna make a point about the goths later, but going full goth without a real reason to. I mean like I tried to go full goth in middle school, but I didn't really have a good reason to, you know? 
you know, to like go life f- was decent in the eighties and nineties. I really shouldn't have shouldn't have even toyed with the goth thing. But going I- full goth is a you can't do it if if life is easy. easy yeah. Right. Even though many people do. So anyway, all of these widows yeah. get to go full goth because their <laughs> husbands are dead, and they all gather this. at this 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 peak on in this this English cliff. The peak comes to a very sharp point. Oh, gotcha. Right? It's a very sharp point. Yeah. And when there are heavy winds, many widows tumble off of this widow's peak <laughs> into the water. And there's just... um, They just keep going back. They just keep going back like lemmings almost. They're like, this is where... This is where I shall mourn. And they go mourn there. Well, that makes it more goth. If people are dying on the peaks, you got to keep going. Yeah. Because now there's the sense of danger, too. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, eventually, like, people in the county, you know, once they were born with that um, that that hairline, or once they were, like, you know, they started growing up a little bit and they got started getting that hairline, they'd be like, oh, your hair looks just like Widow's Peak. Yes. That place in the cliffs where all those widows go <laughs> to die accidentally that can't be good to mourn. <laughs> anyway there's something with full goth that's all i got i don't know that was not a yeah good no, that's good no hey that's good no, it wasn't that good i think it's very good actually so ryan is wrong and i was hoping that there was going to be something mountainous related to yeah. widow's peak like there was like this you know killer mountain peak that you know yeah people were uh Pilgrimaging to and yeah, it didn't happen. But no, no that's not no. the case. All right, tell me about it. So, first of all, what we have to understand about the Widow's Peak hairline is that there's a superstition mm. uh, that goes along with it. That nice. if you are a woman born with a Widow's Peak, that you will uh, you will be a young widow, and then also oh. that you will remarry soon after that. I see. So you have to imagine what that's like for a guy right. uh, trying to date a girl with a widow's peak. Yeah, if you're dating a girl with a widow, widow's peak, you're like, oh, great. I'm going to be dead soon. Yeah. Right. Now, so I have this great uh, book. I meant to bring it to show Ryan. He's seen it before, but it's, it's called like the American Treasury of Superstitions. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's full of all the superstitious stuff. And I was like, oh, well, let me just see if it's in here. And it was. And they had a line in there about how the hairline makes uh, the women quote, outstandingly attractive to the opposite sex. Having a widow's peak. Having a widow's peak. Yeah. And you know, I've thought about characters that have widow's peaks. Yeah, and I'm like, sure. you know, they're usually kind of like bad. Yeah. You know, so I'm, trying, like, I'm having trouble thinking of, of female, famous female actresses with, with widow's peaks. Dude, Marilyn Monroe had one. Marilyn Monroe, yeah. really? But I think because she was blonde, it wasn't as... Uh, prominent? It wasn't as prominent, yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh... Yeah, I can't think of anybody else on the top. All the other ones I have are dudes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just think the Widow's Peak, but, but on dudes too, I think it looks, there's something edgy about it. Yeah. I mean, it's literally an edge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this comes from mid-19th century Britain, Ireland, North America. They use this term, Widow's mm-hmm. Peak, and they had this superstition. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to take you back uh, first to something called Widow's Weeds. You ever heard mm-hmm. of that? Mm-mm. So about a thousand years ago, weeds was a standard term for an item of clothing. Okay. But then that kind of fell out of fashion. And in the 16th century, it was restricted to just morning clothes. So you could call your, like, you'd be like, ah, I'm just putting my weeds on like a yeah. thousand years ago. And it could just that be like your, slang. Just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it, it became just about morning clothes. Now there was this thing called a, wo- a widow's hood, which was if you, 
if your husband died, it was this little cap type thing and a little hood type thing. Mm. And, and it came down to a pointed crest oh, at the front. Oh, yeah. Um, and sometimes it would hold like a veil. There was a couple of different versions of it, but so. Cool. Yeah. All right, so the shape of that mm-hmm. helped to influence the yes. slang term. It, it absolutely oh, did influence okay. it. Right, yeah. interesting. So in 1509, there's this Sebastian Brandt's uh, poem called ship of fools now i'm going to warn the audience here he he, he says fools. he says something a little it's a grateful dead song that tallest man on earth covered on that day of the oh, dead album get out really yeah oh shit okay <laughs> <laughs> well anyway i don't agree with everything that sebastian brand says but let me just give you a little piece of it yeah, here he, he says and you gentle women whom this lewd vice does blind laced in the back your peak set aloft come to my ship do not leave behind your saddle on the tail if you desire to sit softly put on your covering slut if you aim oh, to come often yeah i mean your high crowned hat and if will if it will do no good to keep you from the rain you shall have a fool's hood so sounds like he's inviting widows uh to his ship uh-huh. and he's also saying it's kind of stupid oh I don't get it. I think he... Well, I just wanted to give you an idea of the sense of... The, Wait, why did he say slut? Probably because he's telling them to come have sex with him on the on the boat. Mm. Seems like. It's not very appropriate. That's what I said. We don't agree with, we don't what, agree with, with what he's saying. We don't agree with Sebastian here. Brandt. But what I do agree with is he's got a thing for the goth chicks. <laughs> you know? I can get behind I that. I mean, dude, he's like... he's I, Love goth chicks. Oh, yeah, dude. And, and you know, he's... Well, just imagine the time period. Just like 1500s, everyone's wearing whatever. Yeah. And then you get these gals that are wearing this really cool, all black, like... Nice, yeah. Really neat stuff. Like, I have some um, advertisements here for them, and they're just like, yeah. wowzers. This is the 1800s? That one was in... That was in 1509. That was written. You're telling me you've got advertisements from the 1500s? Oh, no. That's probably... The ads probably aren't, but just take a look at... This is something that was... What am I looking at here? An ad for some widow's weeds there. Okay, but that's definitely after the 1500s. Oh yeah, that I'm just like I'm, I'm just saying, like this is that's a good look. Though. This is, but he's but he's talking about the early versions. This is the that's full goth. Look at look at how thin the waists are. Well, they, the they corsets, didn't, they didn't really right? Eat much, yeah, corsets. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so it's been around, you know, it's been for a while. around for a little while. Um, let's see here where we left off. Sorry. Uh, so. This part of the outfit of the mm-hmm. woman's widow's weeds, uh, they, the, the, the hat would either be known as a widow's cap, mm-hmm. an adifet, or a Mary Stewart cap. Mm. You know who that is. Mary Stewart. The, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, uh, Queen of Scots? Mary Queen of Scots? Mary Queen of Scots. That's her, right? I, I don't remember. Oh, okay, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. No. But it's coming. It's coming. I'm not so, so into the royalty. No, it's, it's it's too much pomp and circumstance. <laughs> a little too much circumstance. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, the widow's cap uh, became pretty popular around the Victorian era, which you mentioned, 19th century. It was black and it was peaked at the front, um, and it was supposed to be worn through the first period of mourning after the death of a husband. And I was wondering, how long is a a, the, the first period period yeah. right they said it's from one to three years too long too long right yeah um and the more recent the death the simpler design and the younger the woman like so if you were like young you're still going out like yeah. you're just wearing this little little right. cute little cap you know? yeah you still want to 
pick some people up maybe. But, but as you get older and you kind of let yourself go, mm-hmm. like it becomes a lot more elaborate, the hat, sure. you know? Sure. Um, there's streamers. Somebody who wore the streamers was Queen Victoria. Oh, okay. So when Prince Albert died, great name by the way, right. in 1861, she wore black for 40 years until her own death. Wow. So she really took Dedicated. this whole mourning thing. Yeah, maybe to, too seriously. To, to the next level, but it made her popular. <laughs> People like that she was mourning <laughs> yeah. all the time? Yeah, because she's dark. Yeah, you know? they can dig all that goth shit. So as far as the Mary Stewart cap goes, though, uh, so this was the Elizabethan era, era, which was the 16th century. Mm-hmm. It was very tight with a solid piece of triangular material which hangs over the forehead, mm-hmm. creating a heart shape when it's viewed from the front. Uh, it was formal mourning attire that was popularized by Mary Queen of Scots after the death of her father-in-law, mother, and first husband Francis II of France. It's a lot so of mourning. It, she, I think, she got hit hard all at once, and hers looked more like this. We got to post these. Not as, not as cool. It's not really a widow's peak. No, this one's not. But it does it's a soft peak. It's a soft peak. It, it dips down. Yeah, dips down. Yeah. Uh, I like. This the the ones I was talking about earlier was uh, with uh, Queen Victoria is like so here's a pretty yeah hard yeah, yeah, one yeah, I want a hard sharp peak there check you out go. check out this one too this one's oh, oh mama okay yeah now, now hers it it is definitely it, a peak but it's she I it think doesn't she go needs to, deep into our she needs to push it down more she had a low low uh, hairline yeah but it's that's, a good look that's what it's all about yeah, we'll post these they're coming at you all right the the thing about the widow's peak is that it's not it's not insanely old, but there's an older version uh, of widow's peak, which is believed to be connected, which is the widow's lock. Hmm. And in the 1500s, the OED said that the widow's lock was a uh, a tuft of hair growing apart from the rest, oh. and it was also supposed to eyebrows. <laughs> Uh, it was also s- supposed to um, predict like an early wooden uh, widowhood. Okay. Yeah. So um, there was this there was this book called Current Superstitions. But now this came out in 1896. But in Labrador, which is Newfoundland, it said if a if a girl's lock were cut before marriage, then she would become a widow. So it wasn't so much about having a widow's lock as if you cut it beforehand. So my thing is this, like, what are we doing here? We, we, we're, we have this piece of hair that's grown. You're not allowed to cut it. I'm the piece of hair. You said it's disconnected from the rest of the hairline. It says that it's, that's not it's, a thing. It though. says that it's, people don't have that typically. It's that's a, a freakish tuft, thing. A tuft of hair growing apart from the rest. <laughs> but I mean, does that mean like it's, it's like a longer than the rest of your hair or that it's like in the middle of your forehead it says apart. Okay, I got a lot of questions about this. Uh, hey, listen, all I'm saying is that I mean, that's not that, something that's not very typical. It's an atypical sort of so thing. So, widow's peak is less typical than sure, a normal hairline. But it's still part of your hairline. Yeah. Okay. So I just wish I still had a hairline. You have, you have one. <laughs> you you'll you have one. You you're great. <laughs> all right. Uh, so check out this. Uh, I think you might like this, right? Uh-huh. You're, you're a witch guy, so I like witches. Yeah. On July 4th of 1692, there was a jury report on the physical examination of several women who were accused of witchcraft in Ipswich, Suffolk. Mm. And here's what they wrote. Massachusetts? 
Don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am. Okay. Upon searching the body of Widow Hoer, nothing appeared on her unnatural, only her body very much scratched, and on her head a strange lock of hair, very long and differing in color from the rest of her head, and matted or tangled together, which, lock. which she said was a widow's lock, and said that if it were cut off, she would die. They cut it off anyway. They didn't say if they cut it off or not, but... I bet they cut it off. So I'm thinking that this this whole thing is just very witchy, superstitious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I love it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's great fun. Popular people with Widow's Peaks. We've already mentioned Eddie Munster and Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay? We also have... Heavy hitters, by the way. Two I tried, heavy hitters. I tried to go with some, some bigger people. Keanu Reeves. Huh. Ronald Reagan... Oh, that piece of shit. Leonardo DiCaprio. And Ronald Reagan's done a lot of stuff to really fuck our country up right now. He's, he is a bad. But he had a widow's peak. Apparently he had a widow's peak. Well, which is interesting because a lot of villains have widow's peaks. Do they? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Wait, who's the person you said after Reagan? Did I say, I said Leonardo. Oh, Leo. And he's not a bad guy. Oh God, I love Leo. Dracula, obviously. Huh. Dracula in the book the the or as depicted in films you know that's a good question uh because i don't know if i if i recall ever reading that in the book dracula yeah i don't know i'm not sure it's been a while since Mm -hmm. i've read it but definitely in the movies okay yeah um the the joker the joker had a widow's widow's oh sure in the comics Yeah. yeah yeah and um in the book hannibal lecter talking about Hannibal again I talked about him on the last show oh cool yeah so like in Sounds of the Lambs the book yeah he's depicted as having Widow's yeah. Peak yeah okay that's cool there's something very sharp I think it's just that sharp edge gives you a sharp edge as uh-huh. like a character you know yeah people love sharp edges yeah alright so that's that's more or less the story of the Widow's Peak I got a little couple little fun facts here for yeah you. let's hear them so the wearing of black for mourning actually started in ancient Rome and then women wore these dresses called lugubria to express mm-hmm. their sorrow at the loss of a loved one. Did you know that about the mm-hmm. lugubria? No, I've never heard of the lugubria. Um, and the now what? So, but that was actually discarded under like the later rulings of the emperors, and then they they switched to white. And white was still really like like still today like the Chinese culture they still wear white for mourning. Oh, okay. Which you know we here in America it's still very like a lot of black yeah right yeah yeah um like if you there's a funeral you wear a black a suit lot of, a lot of, yeah yeah a lot if of you black. wear a black yeah. dress sure yeah um although i remember once we went to went to my friend jeff's mom's funeral and he was like we, we want everyone to wear bright colors because she was very colorful and i i like that i like the the celebration, celebration of, life of life kind of thing uh-huh. although black is cool mm-hmm Apparently, Widow's Peaks are shown to poll well for politicians. <laughs> According to research Polls. by Sean Rosenberg of the University of California, Irvine, yeah. says Widow's Peaks, though more so on fam- female candidates, were a clear positive. Huh. It was associated with being seen as more competent and with greater integrity. Thanks for that. That's good to remember. So if we need a front runner. So if we ever run for, you know, governor or something, we just draw a widow's yeah, peak with draw, some Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should just do that anyway. (laughs) You have to vote for both of us. It's all or nothing here. Listen, what if we went to work tomorrow with Widow's Peaks? Yeah, people would be surprised. Because I'll tell you what, everyone notices everything I do. If I do a single thing differently. Well, they're obsessed with you. People people notice, and it's very annoying. I can't do anything out of the ordinary. Everyone's like, oh, so you've got glasses on today. Or it's like, oh, you're wearing wearing a different color of pants than usual. I'm like, (laughs) what? Leave me alone. Yes, those are those are a light brown. It's usually a darker brown. <laughs> it's a slightly different shade of brown than you're usually wearing. Did you get a little bleach in the uh, mix there? Did you pour glitter into your eyeballs? <laughs> you're bleeding out of your eyes. Isn't glitter glass? It is, I think. Right. That's why you shouldn't put it in your eyes. No, you shouldn't. You know, it's funny about going to work. But yeah, if I if I if I drew a widow's peak on my forehead, people would say shit. Well, what would be fun is if you refused to talk about it. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I do that all the time. Right. People are like, what'd you do this weekend? I was like, no. <laughs> well, Ryan's actually doing a thing right now where you, you have three different life stories, right? You were telling me about that? Like you yeah. tell people fake versions of your life. Yeah, I'll just and tell... And some of you have kids, right? Yeah, if someone... Yeah, I'll just tell... Because... Anything I say gets back to me from some other teacher. Yeah. So now I'm just like, I'm like, oh yeah, well I got to pick up my son tomorrow, and they're like, oh, you have a son? And I'll be like, yeah, well I have like a son and a daughter, and I'm like, oh okay, and then they'll be like, oh so like what town do you live in? I'm like, oh I, like, I got a house in Collingswood, and I'll tell someone else like, yeah I got a house in Hen Heights, and Ryan's you know. just running his own rumor mill. Yeah, I'm just and I just like like seeing it come back to me in different forms. That is fun, but it's just like weird. It's just when you have a. It's just weird, man. People are so bizarre. Why anyone gives a shit about anything just is beyond me. I would have to say it's probably because they're bored with their own lives. Sure, for sure. People yeah. people will try to say like, oh my gosh, there's a couple people at work that'll be like, oh, look at blah, 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 what you're doing today. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> But like if first of all, if I'm doing anything, it's be, it's for the kids. I don't I don't give a mm-hmm. shit if you see it. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to have you seeing it makes it less fun for well, me. Well, you teach in an elementary school, so it's a little bit different for you. I know, but don't ruin it. No. Uh, but anyway, that is the uh, wrap. Oh, on, great! On uh, Widow's Peak. Peak. Okay. And uh, yeah, so when you're when you're walking around there and you're seeing those pointy little triangles of hair know that it's a she's gonna kill you yeah and b it actually comes from an old uh an old tradition of wearing a black little hood love it when your husband dies well done so listen if you could if anyone out there has a widow's peak email us at don't be gmail.com or if you'd like to draw one on your face with a sharpie and drink a glass of beer with an egg in it send us a picture we'll talk about it next episode And uh, I hear the countdown. So, hey. She's a coming. Thank you for listening today. Listen, if you could, subscribe, make a comment, rate us on Apple, or share with a friend. That helps us out a lot. We'd really appreciate it. Get that word out. Um, get the word out for us. And anything else? Fall in love with monsters. Go listen to our other oh, yeah. podcast. Go listen to the other one, Doobie, Doobie Monster. Monster. Even if you're not into monsters, maybe you'll find it interesting. Uh, but until next time. Don't, Don't be an idiot!
work, sleep and shit and have fun for a bit You spend most your time standing in line Waiting for a message but missing the sign So what do you want, my brother? A life full of leisure and cheer Until you get there, just pull up a chair And crack an egg in your beer a friend, a real alien I asked could he give me a reason to live He said Bart my chum, don't look so glum At O'Malley's next contest you'll be number one So what do you want my brother? A wife and a brilliant career We're ugly and dumb so just try to have fun And crack an egg in your beer But life is a beach When they cut out your brain And you're suddenly sane It's a human condition To give intuition When you're trying too hard You can't stop your bitching So what do you want, my brother? The answer is not always clear But I hear the next round Is on the Bailey Hounds And they cracked an egg in your beer So what do you want, my brother? A life full of leisure and cheer Until you get there, just pull up a chair And crack an egg in your beer Until you get there, just pull up a chair